Alright, so Psalms chapter 67, I'm so used to keeping it to 15-20 minutes, that's what I was told when I preached for Pensacola Christian College for that whole summer through churches, I had to keep it very short, so I, I don't know how to go long. <laughs> I try to get everything in there, and usually when I do my studying, I'm like, oh, that's such a good thing to say, I, I'm totally going to say that, and then I lose it all once I get up here, so I'm sure many of you know what I'm talking about. So... Psalm 67, I wanted to, um, since we've already had that started out with uh, the, the reading through it, I just wanted to let us see the picture here in Psalm 67 as we go back to Numbers chapter 6, uh, verses 23. If you go there real quick, I just wanted to see the correlation here between this and also in the, um, uh, the blessing that was asked of Aaron to, to say to the children of Israel. So 6... 23, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless you and bless them. So we wanted to see here in Psalm 67 where this comes from. As we see that this, as they call, is a harvest psalm, uh, as they're coming to the time of harvest. And it's broken down into basically three different sections. We see that verses 1 and 2 are coordinated or go with verses 6 and 7. So we have the ends and the beginning of the psalm. And then in between, we have verses 3 and 5 that match up with each other. And then in the center of the passage, we have kind of the core of what is to happen. So I I wanted to go through that, and I wanted to ask three questions this morning in Psalm 67. I wanted to ask, first of all, why should God bless you? Why should God bless us? Why should we ask God to bless us? You know, I, I don't know many people out there who don't want to be blessed. You know, it would be kind of weird if uh, you're living your life and you wanted to be somebody who's unhappy, somebody who feels like they're cursed, somebody who doesn't feel like they can do anything right. I feel like every one of us here wants God's blessing on our life. But at the same time, we have to ask ourselves, why do we want God's blessing in our life? And we get a great picture here in Psalm 67 of why we need that. Why should we ask for God's blessing and to have the right attitude about it? Because, you know, over these last couple of weeks, I asked uh, uh, Mike to send me the the church directory so that these last couple of weeks, you might have received a text from me once in a while. I I wanted to pray for each one of you in the directory, you know, some guests here today, so I I didn't have the chance to pray for you. Uh, But I wanted to pray for each one of the members here, that is my family. I think of you as my family. I think of you as my brothers and my sisters in Christ. And I hope and I pray that God has blessed you these last couple of weeks, that you've seen Him work in your life and seen Him growing your faith with your family, with your children, with your brothers, with your friends, opportunities that have come across you as you've gone to the grocery store or to Beans and Cream or wherever it is that you've been blessed these last couple of weeks in seeing God work in your life. So why should God bless you? Secondly, I want to see, well, we'll go to that because I want to say the first one first. So let's go ahead and pray and uh, 
ask God's blessing on this time. Father, we are grateful, we are thankful for the opportunity to be here this morning together. I I thank you for the safety for every one of us here, uh, that we could be here together. Lord, to look into your word, what a privilege it is to be a child of God. That we have your words of life. That you have shown your son Jesus on the cross to us. Lord, that we have accepted that by faith and that we can live for you daily. God, that we can come to you and ask for you to be in our lives and to work. Lord, I pray that we would be able to look in this passage this morning and see why we should be blessed by you. What that true heart is, Lord, I pray that these last couple of weeks you've been working, you've been pressing on the heart of each individual here this morning, Lord, that they would be ready and prepared for the message for them, that individually they would make a commitment to you, that they would have the right heart about the blessing. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So why, why should God bless you? Let's go ahead and read uh, Psalm 67, 1 and 2. Uh, as we read through it again, you know, something that came to my mind, I've been reading this uh, psalm to my girls every night for the last, I don't know, like three or four weeks. So Emma's been excited. She knows that Daddy was preaching today. And so she's like, Daddy, you're preaching? I'm so excited. And I said, and there's Children's Church. So where are you going to go? And she's like, sorry, Daddy, I'm going to go to Children's Church. <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right, well, I see where I stand. So, but she has, it's amazing how easily kids rem- memorize I read through it, and she just basically finishes half the verse for me every single time. It's, it's amazing. It's a blessing. So, verses 1 and 2. May God be gracious to us and bless us, and make his face to shine upon us, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. So, we see here that God is to, we ask for God's blessing. Why should God bless us? It's so that his way may be known in verse 2. You know, and, and the, 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 the psalmist is not saying, Lord, bless me so that I can have all of these riches and that I can be somebody who's successful in the world's eyes so that others will envy what I have and want to be like me. He doesn't ask so that I don't have to work hard. You know, bless me, Lord, and I, and I will be fine. I can go retire wherever I want to and, and do whatever I want. That's not the psalmist's attitude. He transitions and says, Lord, bless us that your name may be known on earth. He brings that blessing and pushes it back and says, God, thank you. It's all about you. Genesis chapter 12 is another picture of a blessing. <clears throat> I was going to have the, the message mostly focus on this, and then I listened to Piper's message, and I thought, oh no, that's exactly what I was going to say. Genesis chapter 12, verse 2, And I will make of you, as he's talking to Abraham, I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. He makes Abraham a blessing so that ultimately he could be a blessing, and that that blessing to others would glorify God. So that others could see that this great nation who came out of one man 
was because of God. It was to glorify the Father. First Kings chapter 8, verse 60, we see Solomon at the end of when he has built this temple, this great temple for God. He says, so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the Lord is God and that there is no other. Solomon's heart was not to build this temple so that the nation of Israel would be known on the earth as the, 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 the greatest nation on the earth, but it was the nation that was serving God. It was about God, the Father. It was about who He was. It was ultimately about bringing glory to the Father. So first of all, why should we ask for God's blessing? Why should God bless you? And think about your heart this last couple of weeks. Think about the last time that you were successful at work or last time that you felt like, God, you are so good. Thank you for... Think about that. The last time that happened, what was your heart and mindset about it? I had an opportunity um, Saturday. I uh, wanted to spend some time studying without uh, three little, four little girls running around the house and screaming and yelling. And so Jess so kindly allowed me to, lovingly allowed me to go to Beans and Cream uh, and study that night. And, you know, I, I can't even express the amounts of blessing that God has given to Jess and I in the last couple of years. With just the new job, with the opportunities, with that, with friends, with family. It just, it, it's mind-boggling how God has given us so much with our girls. And I, I was getting my coffee, and I was talking to uh, Brandon. Many of you might know him um, at Beans and Cream. And he saw me bringing in my Bible. <laughs> and he said, uh, wow, what's going on? Are you going to hit me with that? I'm like, come on, man, no way. And it just led to an opportunity when he would ask me, you know, Sean, why are you so happy? Why, why, are, you, why are you so excited? Every time you come in here, you know, it's just, it's, oh, Sean's coming in here. Somebody happy, you know? And, you know, ultimately, I said, Brandon, the reason I'm happy is not because of myself. And we talked for, unfortunately, I didn't get any studying done necessarily. Uh, but we talked for an hour and a half just about the gospel and just about who Jesus was and how great God has blessed my life. And I said, you know, Brandon, it's amazing that I'm studying Psalm 67, and I came here to study it and how to be a blessing to others. And here's an opportunity where I'm talking to you about who Jesus is. Because I want to be a blessing to others. I want to show forth who God is and to glorify him. You know, the Westminster uh, Shorter Catechism, first question was, what is the chief end of man? And I'll fix it at the end. But the chief end of man is to, it says, to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Let me ask you this morning, as we're ending this first question, 
Are you enjoying God? Are you enjoying who He is? Should He bless you? So that we may fulfill our chief end to glorify Him. Should He bless you? So, why should God bless you? The chief end is to glorify God. Secondly, who is he to glorify his name among? Is it among Christians? Is it among Americans? Is it among friends and family? Who is God glorifying his name with? And we see in verses 3 and 5, as those two go together, let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let them all praise you. Salvation among all the nations. Go ahead and turn to Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 and 10. John said, after this, I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Who is this? Nation, who are these peoples? It's a peoples of every tribe, of every nation, of every ton. So that no man has an excuse that I came from this religion, or I came from this land, or I came from a place that didn't believe in God. No, God says that all, every nation, all tribes... There are going to be people from all of them. And ultimately, the Bible says that every knee and every voice and song is going to confess that Jesus is Lord. So whether you decide today, as I told Brandon, you decide today that Christ is your Savior and Christ is Lord, praise God. But ultimately, it doesn't matter today if you do or not, because, in a sense, because you are going to glorify Him no matter what. And whether that's eternity with Him or not. It is among all people. And you know what? Great things. You know, I, it was a blessing to these last few weeks go through Galatians with Mike and just... As I'm reading through Psalms and I'm, I'm reading through um, all the nations, as we're reading through and talking about the Gentiles and it being of, uh, of Abraham, of not being of the children of Israel. I don't have any background uh, of the Jewish people. I come from Norwegians. I come from Vikings. And yet God saved a man who came from Vikings. God saved a man or a woman who came from the land of kangaroos. He can save and he can bring glory to his name with any peoples and any nation. 
Let it not be an excuse for any one of us that we don't serve or we don't ask for God's blessing or whether it's because who we are or what we do. And we say, God, I, I don't know how you can, you, you can show forth your name because look at my job. Look at what I do or, or look at how much I make or look at what I wear or, or look at what, how I talk or say things. It's of every tribe and every nation and every people's that God can glorify His name. And no matter what your voice is, or no matter who you are, God calls out to you and says, I will bless you, but I want you to glorify me. It's among all peoples. Lastly, what is the impact on the people that glorify God? And that's how we get to Psalm 67, verse 4. Kind of the middle of the passage. The focus of the passage here. We see verses 1 and 2 ending in verses 6 and 7. We see 3 and 5 go together. And then verse 4, in, in the middle of the passage, by itself, it says, Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. So what is the impact to the people of God? The impact shows us that the nations say, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. Let me ask you this morning, I'm not saying that you have to go out and sing, and that's a, 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 a command... But the natural and the spiritual application of glorifying God, being blessed by God, glorifying Him because of it, the people will sing and be joyous in that. And ultimately, because, God, you are righteous and you are a just God. You, unlike any other Are true. You bring joy and gladness because of the blessing, and I give you the glory for it, Lord. There is no conflict here of glorifying God and the gladness of the peoples. The peoples have joy as they glorify God. The more joy they have, the more they glorify God. And Piper suggests that as we read through the Westminster Shorter Confession, it says, what is the chief end of man? And I read that before. The chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. But Piper suggests that we can say, what is the chief end of man? It is to glorify God by enjoying Him forever. Let me ask you this morning. As we go through this week, and we're asking for God's blessing on our life, think of it. The chief end of man is to glorify God by enjoying Him forever. God is so good. Brothers and sisters, my hope and my prayer this week for you is that as you see God's blessing on your life, as you see Him working, give Him the glory. Give it to him.